Baxter, AKA Tenfro, recording live from my spot here on Forest Avenue. I remember starting this podcast and continuing this podcast as a passion project. Um, and when I started my podcast originally about almost three years ago now, I came up with the first or came up with the first platform that I could think of. Um, I wish I had Anchor FM. Um, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Check this out. You actually have the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Primarily, I record my podcast um, on my computer and then I upload it to Anchor. The sound quality is good, but I actually have an outside service that's doing the sound for me now. The quality, it increases the quality of it. Um, Anchor distributes the podcast to many listening out um, platforms like Spotify, Apple, as well as several others. I think I'm available now across at least 10 uh, platforms. It's everything you need for a podcast in one place. And best of all, yo, it's totally free. And the qualifications to get adverts on the podcast are so much easier than the rest of the um, platforms available now. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. This just proves in order to get full coverage on YouTube, you have to have copyright free music because I'm all about getting that bag. You cannot get monetized. If you have anything that resembles possible copyright infringement, therefore I had to change my intro intro. Hey, y'all, this is 2022, a new year, a new time for podcasting. And I had to get a funky beat to basically express what I want to put out in the atmosphere. And this is Tenfro. I'm back, back, back again. I'm a social critic, thought leader, but I'm more recluse, reclusive than cranky. But I want to read, watch, cook, and just share all things that make me happy. My wish is that this increases the curiosity of the listening audience to come back for more and to share with friends. I want one million unique listeners and downloads. I want creative quality Millie to be known around the world. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So if you're listening to me on YouTube, Click subscribe. Tip a sister. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. And enjoy and get your bop on. Copyright free. So that is how I am trying to figure out how to do this live thing and 
um, having a really good time trying to figure it all out and getting the word out that I am live. I would do this three, four times a week, even if I could get paid $3,500 an episode, but I'm not Joe Rogan. Nobody ain't trying to listen to me like that, but it is quite fun. So welcome to another episode of Tim Fro was reading. Um, as you heard at the, from the top of the show, I am recording live on this July 4th weekend or July 4th. I have, what have I been doing today? It is a whole bunch of nothing. The most thing I've done is watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, I'm watching Independence Day for the fourth time, for the 40th time probably, but the second time today. And just deciding that this is what I want to do. Um, I really wish I did have a production company that one could do the research and the scripting of this partially scripted show. I wish I had the fortitude to have somebody edit it and get the edits back within hours instead of days. Um, I wish I had the listenership. I was looking at my stats on Podbeam, not just yesterday, and I realized that some of the best and most um, popular podcasts, they have three to 4,000 unique listeners or streams per episode, not a total of 3,900 downloads for a show that's been on uh, for two years, for th almost three years. And that's where I want to be. I want to have that many downloads um, per my show. Um, I know I'm not, there are some podcasters that get that many streams because they have, um, they were very popular bloggers. They were um, just in general um, popular people um, that they either wrote books. I've written a book. Um, they are had book clubs or ran book clubs or worked as journalists for Essence Magazine and a variety of other um, contracted positions. And they are unlike me that I do, I started as the intro said, I started this as a passion project, but how to keep up the passion when you're not getting paid for it is a whole um, nother thing. You know what I mean? So I do enjoy this podcast. I like creating things. Um, I like commenting and getting my own take on certain things just when uh just when I think um it can't it things can't get crazier they do. So I spend a lot of time um watching the news as much as I can, but also taking the time to create and form my um opinion. Um I don't I'm I'm hopeful that I'm not like this Joe Rogan cat that he makes a lot, he brings people on controversial and propose things that don't make a whole bunch of sense. I want to be 
at least a voice in reason while things are at their craziest. Um, and as I want to, I want to create a podcast that people would want to listen to with great sound quality. Um, that sounds like I really do give a crap and also offering a different perspective um, than most people have in the podcast world. There are thousands of podcasts, but there's none unlike myself that people will actually enjoy. And I'm hoping I'm bringing, I'm not just entertaining myself, but I'm hopeful that people um, will get entertained and, and, and smile as they listen to the podcast. Um, so that's why intermittently I'm going to be sharing, um, that I am online and it would be great if you people would absolutely join me. I don't have all of these followers on social media for nothing. I'm hopeful that people will take the time to come on, um, engage, give me a coin, go coin, just, um, in appreciation, um, and just leave comments on the show itself. Um, as I said, this is Tim Fro is reading, um, I'm going to be covering a lot of other and sharing um, several pre-recorded segments um, about the podcast itself, and I hope you will enjoy it. This next section is I recorded um, earlier um, this past week as I was still processing a lot of the Supreme Court decisions. But right before, they made a whole bunch of crazy decisions right before they actually went on vacation. They're out until like October. It's like they destroyed the United States and then they go and now they're reading books on the beach. Who knew? But so it gives me a lot of time to dissect all of the craziness and offer my opinions. Don't forget to navigate to um, my blog at dalesangelsinc.blog. You can leave comments or at the end of the episode, while I'm online now, you can actually hit me up, send a message, or you can actually call in um, through um, the app. Nobody's calling in right now, but that's okay. I'm hopeful that you guys, someone in the atmosphere, preferably in Korea or as far away as Australia, you guys tune in and because it's not 4th of, 4th of July means absolutely nothing um, in those respective countries. But I'm hoping you will glean something from my episode about how an American, African, an African-American is absolutely spending hers. Now I will be talking about just general uh, popular culture and um, other shenanigans and also my uh, impression of Nikki May's Wahala. And I hope you enjoy this section of the show. I always wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, 
they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. hope you guys like that new intro. I didn't think it made a whole bunch of sense to have uh, intro with Star Trek background if I wasn't going to be talking about Star Trek or any sci-fi inclinations. I'm not even going to be talking about NASA, although there's a lot of things going on in the space first. What I am going to be talking about, though, is this new or one of the latest books from Nikki May. It's called Wahala. And now I get why it says Three's Company and Four's Trouble. This is a story that follows four Anglo-Nigerian women and their trials and travails through London and even America because I believe it's Simi's husband, who's also white. I think that sucks, though. Her husband, Martin, is has a job in New York City. All of the women have some degree of Anglo blood in them. And it's crazy because the messiest of them, what is her name? Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. I'm going to absolutely have to navigate back um, to my bookstore and pull this up. Um, By the way, um, any of the books that I basically talk about online can be found um, for pretty decent prices on Far From Beale Street Bookshop. And I guess while I'm looking this up, um, why I named it that, um, Bill Street is a legendary street in the blackety-black Memphis. I live in um, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I love where I live, or at least I did. I've been going kind of back and forth uh, for a while going back and forth for a while um, about the last couple of weeks have been kind of weird for me. Um, I have an on and on and on and off like a uh, relationship with white folks and they've been doing the most with the overturn of Roe v. Wade. A young man basically is now paralyzed because in Philly, Philly, they just refused to strap him in. Um, and this overseer, Clarence Thomas, is really getting on my nerves. And it's been brought on by a bunch of people, misguided, misled, that this white lady who is a road was a road scholar, uh, former... Um, 
uh, first lady, uh, chief of state, senator. They just, she was, seemed like she was overqualified to lead. <clears throat> but they, but people did the exact opposite and voted in a sociopath. It just blows my mind. And every time we have these hiccups where we're having this fascist moral majority hit us over the head with their chastity, pretend chastity and rules, they they just made a mockery of what a democracy is supposed to be like. And I blame everybody that either you didn't vote or voted for that fool. 80 million reasons why I'm pissed the fuck off about where we stand and our lacks of freedom. But it was very encouraging and I felt I'm feeling really good today about this particular book. And it's Isabel. I couldn't remember her name. The most high yellow of this foursome. Not only is she the most messy, they... Compare her to Carrie Miranda Charlotte of Sex in the City. But this Isabel Ho is nothing like Sex in the City. She is a true sociopath. Also, what annoys me is the only true black Nigerian dude. He's the only one that gets capped by this girl. Um, it that that's the twist. The whole story, as I said, centers in London. All of these women, three of the main characters, three of the main women, Ronke, um, Boo, and Simi, uh, met while they were at the university. Um, on a peripheral note, this Isabel Messy chick, who is from, uh, her father actually is a businessman and loaded, I mean, filthy rich, um, loaded uh, from Nigeria. And he has a sketch background. Evidently, Ronke's father uh, had an affair with her, Isabel's white Russian mother, and Isabel's father had him killed and he got away with it. Nobody knows this until she meets them again, like 20 some odd years later. Ronke, uh, Simi's father warns her about Isabel's, the Bang, John, Bang, Bang, Bangery family, how they shady. And it had something to do with the fact that he ordered the death or the killing of Ronke. So Isabel, who's blames this all on the way that why the mother goes back to Russia, she blames it all and her disappointment in her own father blames it all on Ronke. Um, and she, and can't stand the fact that her, she was upset by Coyote, her dark Nigerian boyfriend. This is Ronke's boyfriend, who is Isabel's ex-boyfriend. She basically does some on-the-level uh, Nigerian cinema uh, craziness, Nollywood craziness, and tricks him and tries to convince Ronke that he's still obsessed with her when it's the exact opposite. She lures him to her house and she pretends that he gets to, he beats her up, but she ends up killing him. 
and she gets away with it. At the same time, she wants to ruin the relationship uh, with Boo and her husband, as well as the three best friends, because she doesn't, she has, she's basically a sociopath. She's angry that she does not and cannot have the same relationship with these other women or with anybody because she not is she's not an imposter. She basically is, she's bereft of feelings and of, with, of empathy. She is a true sociopath. Her whole existence in infiltrating this group is to get back at them because she can't, she had, she doesn't have the uh, empathic capabilities to basically bond with anybody because she's so messed up. She doesn't know how to bond. And that was just Ethel going crazy for some reason. And I hope it's not my lobster cakes. Uh, burning, but I am going to be having some slattern, um, really red sauce that is based on a recipe that I actually got from this book uh, over some uh, noodles. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to be wrapping this up soon. I like the intrigue of the book. It has, be quiet, Ethel. It has the appeal of a romantic. A lot of the parts were very, very funny. Um, <clears throat> I could relate to all of it because it was like these young women trying to figure out their way in a world partially one foot into the ancient culture from where their families came from and where they were from and another foot into the Anglo world, the Anglo Western world. It's a little different, but they, it's because I thought it would be London, but um, Coyote got hemmed up even though it was uh, the the white guy that was stalking um, Ronke. But that's neither here nor there. The stories that we hear about African-Americans or Africans in general basically are all through the diaspora. These lies are perpetrated by uh, white supremacists that don't see um, the kingliness in these dark, strong black men. And it doesn't seem like Scotland Yard investigated his murder closely because if they had talked to the ladies of the Dynamic Three, they would have found out that that high yellow Isabel was completely capable of killing him. And it was also refreshing um, to know that these women, although we have all of these forces trying to tear us down and tear us apart, these women somehow made it over to the other side and they are made stronger singularly, but together they are our force. Wahala itself means trouble. And that Isabel, she definitely was Wahala. But all situations in life and all thoughts can be Wahala. I think it means many things in many different instances. And I think that's the whole point of the book. It is a very good read. And as I said, it's available for immediate purchase on, and I think there's an audible version on it available at Far From Bill Street, my bookstore on, online. Also, I just want to make a couple of mentions about other Wahala. 
The stupidest TV show that is available for immediate watching is The Real Housewives of Miami. All of them bitches are plastic except for the black girl. Um, I'm also thinking about uh, it would be cool to buy from that company that bought the Versace mansion and return it to a single family home. That would be the bomb. But I would have to hit the double mega millions to get that for real though. How ill-treated all of us as African-Americans and Africans formally or directly are treated across the diaspora. And it doesn't matter where we are, we're treated like crap. I'm still um, enjoying and obsessed by all of the superheroes, I call them, um, in um, P Valley. Uncle Clifford is off the chain. The little lone white girl. I don't know what's going on with that whisper. Her eyes are crazy. Um, and um, Get Him Gidget is back. But there was one poignant moment where Mercedes, not Mercedes, but Mississippi basically said she's her ride or die girl, but she can't talk about everything with her. Big Teak loses his damn mind, finds his way back to Lil Murder. I don't know. I think the next scene with that is, I think um, Toy and her allergies is really Omicron, and she's going to get uh, Clifford's grandmother sick, Ernestine sick. That fool, Derek, Richie Not Rich, is going to need to get God. And somebody online mentioned that Big Bone is a part of the gang that Montavious is a part of. They keep bringing up Montavious-isms. I don't know if it's, again, going to be Mercedes that's going to have to get her or what, but I think whatever his brotherhood is is going to come back. I think it's going to be a dynamic duo between Diamond and uh, Mercedes. I think they're going to bring, they're going to have to bring back Little Murder to open, reopen up, the re, 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 reopening up, or the or Little Murder's going to come back as a Chuckalisa native and have, like, uh, he's going to basically be the, uh, um, the entertainment for when Andre takes the mayor, mayor seat. And it's, it's going to be live, but there's going to be a showdown between Big Teak and Clifford, or they're just going to enter in a throuple, which is going to be crazy. I suggest that y'all enjoy that um, show as much as you can, because I said as the fascist religious right um, start to take um, many seats, they're going to basically try to ban awesome TV watching. That's why I'm hopeful that all of the this year's episodes have been produced and they just release them all before they're banned from being released. And then we have to get the bootleg copies of it. How crazy would that be? Getting the bootleg copies of um, uh, P-Valley but I think it's coming. If anybody got creative or are creative, 
you're going to have to get in while the getting is getting because they even going to shut down little people like me. If you're not saying the right thing or if you're not conservative enough or not religious enough, your creative ideas have no place in this new fascist society of ours. And that's why I say Wahala, though. That's trouble, though. the background music by David Arnold, the president's speech. Since I am watching for the hundredth, the upteenth time, um, Independence Day, and I cry while this dude, who's really not the president, um, basically gives a poignant speech that we are defense in defense of our right to exist. Um, and I'm really conflicted because I've gone or I've, and most people have, this past several weeks has been uh, one of turmoil for people like me that I vacillate. I'm, I cons considered myself a patriot. I served in the military, but then at the same time, um, I, I still feel like either not an imposter, but people are making me feel as if I don't belong here. And when that has happened in the past, I didn't really think about it as much, but I feel that maybe I don't belong. And I can truly say that I have not felt this way since I worked in Kentucky. And I know it's completely different. I know it's a part of uh, the whole, I was in Kentucky for a very short period of time, but it was in the beginning of, actually was right in the middle of this last administration. And I haven't really felt comfortable since for a, a small amount of time, I felt comfortable. It was an uneasy comfort. Then as I got very more comfortable, that's when a lot of things have started to change again in this country. And for a while, I have been always griping about becoming an expat. Um, then I piped down for a minute and then now I'm back on that same tune. I have some things I need to, you know, um, shore up here. But it's coming, y'all. I don't think the premise of this country, we're anywhere near it. We are, the togetherness that I see, and I know this is a movie and it's Hollywood, but we're nowhere near the world that is depicted in this film that I'm watching for the second time today. The togetherness that it, that it takes to repel hostile aliens. We, are, we can't even repel aggressive Russians keeping them out of Ukraine. They have a right to exist as Ukrainians. There is no reason for Russian aggression 
and there's not a lot of reason why we have made some of these decisions that have gone on in this country as we speak. And I find myself turned into myself and inside of my head. And that's not a good place to be because I want to live free. I want to have adventures, but I'm really afraid that I'm expecting to be treated poorly. <laughs> um, and I try, I don't go, it doesn't, it's okay as long as it really doesn't go left. And I don't really have that anymore. I don't feel that, I don't really feel that a lot of people get it. I don't feel that they, people still don't know how to take me. So they're still going to take me. You know, I, I talked about Big Teak on the other, um, how he lost it. And one of his most poignant screens, and I'll talk about this a little bit later on in the show, with the Uncle Cliffordisms, is the despair in what he basically admits to a little murder. He says, well, they think I'm a menace to society, so I must just prove them right. I'm not at that point, but I don't think they would, anyone would care or suspect that I am a creative or that I even am a physician and I'm smart and I got all these things and thoughts in, inside of me. They just basically put me into one category and they refuse to take me out of that category. Um, and I don't really feel bothered or want to change their mind because I'm tired of explaining it to people that really don't get it. And the people that ask, I'm like, why do I have to explain it? I don't care. I don't care to explain it. And that's why I'm leaning more towards my podcast because I'm like, if you really want to know parts and bits of me, just listen to the podcast. I'm sure I said there was an episode for it on the show because I'm tired of trying to explain me and get and try to convince you that I'm more than a black chick with a fro. I don't think a lot of people get past that. They still put me into one episode. So in this ep next version, I'm going to be talking about July 4th, the meaning of freedom and some P-Valley spoilers. And I'm going to wrap it up by the Uncle Cliffordism. I'm going to put one of the Uncle Cliffordism um, in the chat box because there's so many that we can choose from, right? is the listening skies let it resound as loud as the rolling sea sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us facing the rising sun of our no day begun let us march on till victory has won. 
and I start this section of the podcast in celebration of this is actually good black news. There seems to be very good news um, coming out of the world today. Um, but the, now I'm going to start having to call her the notorious Ketanji Brown Jackson or KBJ because she was the first black woman elected as U.S. Supreme Court Justice um, just yesterday. Her predecessor, who she clerked for, uh, U.S. Justice Breyer, another liberal, retired officially on June 30th, and she was sworn in by Chief Justice Roberts. And it, I bet she's going to need to get, she's going to get to work because, and it's, I wrote about this also yesterday. It's not lost on me that the three liberal justices that got some damn sense are all female. Sotomayor um, and, and U.S. Uh, Kagan, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Kagan. I want to give high respect to these women because their job ahead um, is going to be fraught. It's, go it's now dangerous because people are coming after the Supreme Court, but they're going to take, they're taking the brunt of the blame of the other very fascist conservative justices. I am saddened by these, there are, The ultra, and it's more than that, it's one, two, three, four, five, instead of six, instead of four. But Alito, Gorsuch, that female, Overseer Thomas, and Rapey, I I have no words for these guys, these people. I don't, it seems that their own personal moral convictions however flawed they are, they're putting their, those views and their convictions above constitutional law. I am, I'm, it saddens me, and it's also very embarrassing that we allow, one, we allowed a sociopath to be elected. I'm still smarting over that. Uh, we are still seeing the reverberation of someone that was not fit to lead was allowed to lead and he made some very bad decisions for this country and the attack on my freedom and everybody else's freedom is real and i'm starting to pipe up again where i'm ready to check out i'm i'm so ready to ch tap out i don't think it's worth it because not a lot of people are making it worth it. And they don't seem that they don't care. No, I don't have a uterus anymore because I had to have a surgery so I wouldn't bleed out every month and die of pain. But that's just the beginning. They're reversing a lot of things about um, limiting, as their power on conservatism grows, they're limiting the other parts of the government's ability to actually lead and protect the people. That's why there's a there's why that's why you know there's three branches of the government, and they're overstepping. 
they are past this is we have entered into the most backwards um unbalanced error i believe of our democracy and it's teeter it feels like and i hate to be a doomsday sayer but it's teetering what did we fight for what was benjamin banneker why did he what christmas addicts i'm looking at we're right a couple of days shy from the celebration of the 4th of july what was the free what was the reason that we fought for our independence. And I'm gonna say that because I am fully a citizen of the United States. I get to base, I vote, I, I'm realistic about what my roles are. I know that a lot of people wanna restrict my freedom. They want to, they would really love to see me die. I wish I had enough guts to fight so I read I read um the um <coughs> abolition of slavery during um, my celebration of Juneteenth, but I now am getting ready to read because I haven't read this um, for a while. Um, we're getting ready. We're coming up on July 4th. And what exactly does our freedom mean? And are we living in that truth or are we, in fact, and are we, in fact, straying away from it? I was going to think about freedom um, and also this, now this makes sense. Why I really would love to be able to produce a basically a show where I won't have to do it on the fly, but this gives me so much uh, room to be able to create. So just bear with me as I read um, the Declaration of Independence. Congress, July 4th, 1776, the, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A dissent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, 
that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, and they meant that, not women, but we're we going to just put our all ourselves non-binary today, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that when whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these in is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes and accordingly all experience have shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariable the same object in, in evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is the history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of absolute tyranny over these states to this. Let the facts be submitted to Candid World. And it went on to go on where he usurption, uh, he refused the assent of laws for the most wholesome and, nece and necessary for the public good. He, it was hard to basically get appropriate new lands, which was actually good because it, he, they were restricted from stealing more land from the Indians. He has obstructed the administration of justice by fusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their office and the amount and payment of their salaries. everything was for the they were against him because everything that was created in the colonies was only to support the king and not for the will of the people and he they particularly said obstructed the administration of justice so what what they're telling you and why we formed our government the way that we did was for balance and when one of those becomes unbalanced, like our judiciary branch is at this moment, that it needs to right itself. What can we do to right this attacks on freedom? Even as I read, this is one of the reasons why we broke with England. Why? I, we exist 
because we needed some balance. We can't have the personal opinions and will of a select few basically manage all of us and put us all and restrict all of us to propel some thought that their ultra conservative fascist way of thinking is for the best of this country because it is completely against what this country stands for. I'm sitting here reading the Declaration of Independence. This, their actions are in direct violation of what the, they're supposed to be supporting. And that's why I'm, it infuriates me on so many levels. I'm hopeful that KBJ is going to help right this complete wrong. And we're going to get back to the balance and the judicious prudence that has guided this country. This is how I'm going to celebrate my 4th of July, continuing to reflect on freedom. doesn't know that opening to the late great Aretha Franklin, that open refrain. Thinking about freedom, let my mind go back. And she goes on to say, you better think. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Think. Let your mind go. Let yourself be free. She says she's not a psychiatrist or any doctor with degrees. But she said it doesn't take much high IQ to think what you're trying to do to me. And it's the freedom. This is the rip. And I've been thinking about freedom and talking about freedom all through this episode, in particular, just thinking about freedom as it relates to a citizen freedom and the reversal of our freedoms. I'm talking about, I've been talking or did a segment on the donkey of the day and I ripped the Supreme Court um, as they overturned Roe v. Wade, but at the same time, just general freedom. Um, I have been obsessively watching and re-watching um, P Valley. I'm obsessed by Mercedes and the rest of the girl's body. Even Uncle Clifford could get a scroll on, on the, on the pole. This past week, I witnessed the, and it was just so sad, the witness of someone that did not see himself as free and really seem to be suicidal and possibly is homicidal. I'm talking about Big T. This is Little Murder's uh, longtime jailmate friend from the Hurt City Hustlers. It looks like he picked up a body for Little Murder to protect him, but they may have had a romantic uh, relationship while, or he was his wife while he they were in the joint together. He basically was let out to become a uh, his bodyguard um, 
And I think Wody is one of those people that's just always on the fringes. He don't try to fit in, but he knows stuff. He was never involved with the gang, but I'm sure he suspected um, the much deeper um, and intimate relationship because of Little Murder's proclivities. However, it's... It's one of those things that I was shocked to basically be able to witness um, um, gay lovemaking in this gay scene. It just, it wasn't violent. Um, it's the same thing with Brandy and, um, that's her, actually her real name, Mercedes and Farah, um, the coach's wife, having their own affair. It's just wild seeing women and men enjoying sex. And it has nothing to do with violence. It has nothing to do with domination. It's just uh, people enjoying themselves. I don't see that a lot too much on the heterosexual side. But I can appreciate it when I see same-sex couple getting their freak on and seems like they're enjoying it. But it comes with strings, just like on the heterosexual side, the idea that they use their coupling as um, a way, this means Little Murder and um, Big Teak, to pull him back from Suicide Alley because they had to feel something. They were together for that time but I think it just got real complicated because I don't think murder is in, he's not free because he's definitely in love with Uncle Clifford. And now that Uncle Clifford is now responding to him after five months of ghosting him, um, but he's already had laid up with Big Teak and Big Teak is like, well, who was Uncle Clifford? You never sent me a postcard. You know, they had, they, he was sending him rhymes on the toilet paper that the COs were giving him. But since he was in and Little Murder got out, it wasn't the same. And it's because the Uncle Clifford of it all. I think there's going to be problems because I have a feeling that the champagne campaign is coming back to the pink uh, for whatever reason. And I think there's going to, I was heard on another podcast that uh, Big Teak is in the next couple of episodes, but something happens where he is either, he's gotten written off or something happens to him because somebody from their back, their history is coming back. And I think he's probably going to take a bullet for maybe take a bullet for little murder. And that's going to end his uh, time on uh, P-Valley. What I also am concerned about um, is Ernestine, um, Loretta Devon's character. She was sitting next to old snotty nose toy and she may get written off the show by, she may succumb to COVID just like um, Isaiah Washington's character. I read somewhere or heard somewhere that he actually was um, fired by Lionsgate probably for saying something right wing and homophobic. 
off cameras or he went off on somebody. He's willing, seems he's so willing to talk himself out of a blessing, the same thing where he talked himself off of um, that the doctor show from Shondaland. He basically is talking himself out of a blessing from another long running show. If it doesn't get canceled uh, by the uh, religious right who aren't right in their campaign to thrust us back to a white bread existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no more like that. Now it's time to celebrate. All the music that you hear on this episode is definitely available uh, for immediate streaming and for purchase on iTunes or wherever you purchase your music. And that, I'm ending it with J. Alphonse Nicholson, a.k.a. Little Murder, Champagne Campaign. This is how people have turned up um, since the... Um, the end or since they reopened it, which they definitely reopened uh, Mississippi too soon. All of his music is trap music, but it's part of, it's part of um, the culture and expresses out of the mud, out of the pain, they are able to express this type this is what the result of that pain and all of that is about um we get we get this type of music and we get the creativity uh from the pink in uh mississippi or um Keyshawn's character um the tour they basically are using their 15 minutes of fame to create to entertain and also to get paid what it comes with its own pain and it comes with its own what they're missing out on i just hope it's that derek richie not with rich is basically in the next four episodes somebody's going to have to end him i'm not sure if it's going to be mississippi um, I saw on IMDb that Derek's mother, some no-name actress, is coming, is going to be part of the episode. For all we know, she is why Derek is the way she is, and I bet she was. I wonder if she's one of those um, ultra-religious, strict, abusive women, and that's why he's taking out his rage on the beautiful Keyshawn. Well, we'll see. Until then, we just get our bounce on. When I make it up out of the I'm the stupid red. I'm blow holding bad. Push up brand new jazz. When I make it up out the bit, I'm a stupid dog. I'm spend stupid money coming up out the mud. When I make it up out the bit, what is your favorite Uncle Cliffordism? I put a couple of them in the chat, but one of my most favorite ones is. 
careful who you let through the dough. You can't save every hoe. And then there's a Wodeyism. Keep doing what he was talking to Lil Murder as they were, he, Keyshawn, they were taking promo pictures outside of like, I don't know, it looked like a toe up. Um, oh, what's that side? Um, there's a, in the South, there's a whole bunch of these roadside, um, uh, attached to the gasoline station, but he was, he was, Wody is like one of those people, he a little creepy, he listens and watches out, um, because it sounds like, it looks like he's headed in for Rome for a minute. He was watching as Rome was talking to Kishan after she sent, um, uh, get him Gidget packing. He, but this is what he said. He said, "Keep doing what you're doing. What you is, you, what it, what you uh, is doing. You keep need to keep doing that." Nigga, what? I just was funny to me. And I play this. I'm listening to this music because this past week's episode of uh p valley was more interesting than a lot of others um i don't know if i liked it as much as the other episodes um it was all about the making of mississippi um and how i did not know the storyline behind how her and gidget have been friends for a while and her reality was out of pain and and I knew somebody and something in her past made her think that she was not ever good enough or she was not ever pretty enough um to she didn't know what her gift was it seems like she came into her own when she went on this tour but then she had something drawing her back by this richie not rich as I said He's going to need to get God. Not only is he abusive to her, he actually has started beating up on Derek, rich, not rich, has started beating up on the kids. He gave the son a nursemaid elbow and that back bruise is enough for, I don't understand why the doctor or at least the nurse, because they are in, I know in Tennessee and in North Carolina, pediatricians and doctors are bound by law to report suspected abuse. And what is that what it's going to take? Is the state going to have to come in and remove those kids um, to get them to safety before her stupid ass, because she can't protect herself. How alone is she going to protect her, protect her kids? And why won't she put them out of a house that he don't even own? Her, her um, Mississippi's daddy gave her the down payment for that house. And he has all of his own demons. And the reason why he was is so abusive is because it looks like his father was kicking his ass too. I didn't know. It's so funny that Mississippi is such a great trickster and, and um, really, really good at uh, being a stripper, but she can't, um, she wasn't able to make, she didn't make, um, the um, cheer team because I don't know if she was just flicked or if what was going on with that but she's probably one she's a she is a legend in the making but she don't know it and what's going to keep her back is her association with Richie not rich
there's a lot going on with Little Murder this week too. So warning <laughs> that this part, this episode talks a lot and is giving all these spoilers. Um, Rome gets got, Wody takes his dumb ass out. And I and he did it so slick though. He watched the man die and he said, night, night, nigga. Wody's crazy. This hoe crushed up some fentanyl, went up his nose, and I was like, I bet it was mixed with fentanyl. And lo and behold, yes, it was. Fentanyl has one of the worst side effects is I know we have to be careful when we used it um, in the hospital because it can give you something called wooden chest that basically it's like your respiratory muscles get paralyzed and you can't bag these patients. Um, and unless you, I don't even think it has a reversal agent. I don't know if Narcan works with fentanyl, but that's how basically he, it looked like he was being smothered to death. That was just some gangster shit. I've never seen anything like it. And he basically just watched this fool die. And I was, it was impressive, kind of. And it was like, the whole episode was leading up to this point. Because I kind of felt, she was, it was just, it was going to be so good if Keyshawn could have made it to the other side. Her eyelashes, the wigs, but what, what was holding her back, again, a lot of desperation. What was holding her back, again, she went from one abusive person to another because Rome was nothing but a pimp. Um, but he got got. Wody took care of him. Um, as, as long as they don't resuscitate his ass, Wody's going to get away with it. Um, and I don't know what is the next step for Keyshawn um, after Rome's death. Um, I think we saw this last episode where Richie Notwich beating up her kid. Somebody is going to intervene. I don't know if it's going to be her. I don't know um, if it's going to be um, Diamond in some way. But he may get in the crosshair because that brotherhood that Montavious was on. And I think Keyshawn may end up back at the pink. Um, and I thought about this while I was watching it. Um, I think Andre is absolutely going to win and become mayor. And it's going to be hilariously funny that Little Murder is going to perform at his inauguration. I can see that. Um, and all of the queens are going to be there. Uh, Uncle Cliff is going to be there. Um, I don't know. I think it's just going to be marvelous. And Keyshawn may end up as back at the pink as a headliner. I think all the shit that she's gone through, um, they get, family gets really mad at you. You can do some dumb shit, but if she t rectifies, if she comes back contrite, they may actually get, get her back. And I can see Mercedes, Keyshawn, roulette and that crazy eyed whisper all of them doing and get him gidget if she can get back in shape i don't know if they all can 
get back all back together. We're going to see the pink when the re 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 reopening. Um, when the casino actually is gets built, somehow the P, P Valley or the pink is going to be integral to the success of that. Sh- the um, is going to be integral to the success of that casino. Um, we talking about new money, new wealth. The pink is going to be right in the middle of that. And so that's how I'm going to end this really long episode of the live version of Tim Fro is reading. Um, I talked about a lot of things today. Um, please leave a comment um, in either the comments of um, the show um, or if you go to Tinfro is reading at gmail.com. If it's too non-trolly, I'll actually read it on air. Um, I'm just really interested with what you guys are watching and what your um, Uncle Cliffordisms are for the show. And don't hesitate to navigate to bookshop.org, far from Beale Street, to pick up um, all the books that I've read uh, on or talked about on the show um, at a really decent price. And also I get to hook up because I am one of the influencers. Also, if people need a chocolate penis or a glitter bomb, navigate to shipabagaddicks.com and use my promo code to Timfro Got Jokes um, to get a percentage off of your um, to get a percentage um, off of your shipment. And as always, I have so much fun when I record and release this these episodes um, out into the environment. But I can't do this without support. So if you feel like it, drop your sister a tip and just let me know what you think. As always, thank you for listening. Um, and I thank you again for the support. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. That is the opening refrain to the national black anthem. I have been thinking a lot on this very, the James Weldon poem, as well as the song and what it means to me. Since Juneteenth, since the reversal of Roe v. Wade, because I think our creative avenues are going to be crushed down. Dissenting voices are going to be silenced because it doesn't ring or not in lockstep with the moral majority. I think we risk a descent into fascism, I, but I resist it. I refuse to spiral in despair like I have been doing for the last couple of weeks. I, enc- I encourage anyone that wants to shed beauty into this world because you have a right to do that. We have a couple of decades of gloominess before us, but we have to resolve to be the shining beacons of happiness. 
Join me as I continue this in my creative endeavors. Let me know if you want to hear something different. Navigate to Dale's Angel, my Dale's Angels Inc. blog. Um, there's light there, a couple of puns and side-eye shenanigans, also merch. And if you want to ship a glitter bomb to the dumbasses in charge or a, plas or a chocolate penis, you can use my code tinfro got jokes and you can get a percentage off of your shipment and as always create like it's your last day and thank you for listening <laughs>